I cannot afford to take a break. I need to bolt out of bed and just jump on all these things that need me. In fact, you can't afford not to. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo and Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 82, and today we're chatting with Lisa Sanchez of The Cocoon. As a struggling overachiever, which we can relate, she has some incredibly rich success stories from studying at Harvard to climbing the corporate ladder at some of the most prestigious tech companies. And like so many of us can also relate to, she hit burnout. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit of a skeptic when it comes to anything related to spiritual awakening, manifestation, channeling, basically the overall woo-woo industry. Some of this stuff does intrigue the heck out of me, and I fully believe in the power of meditation, visualization, and some other powerful mindset practices. So when I tell you that this episode is not all about the woo, believe me. Tapping into your intuition is absolutely not a far-fetched topic. It simply involves listening to yourself, something that I know I need to do much more of. And that's exactly why we brought Lisa on the podcast. So grab your headphones and cozy up because this one is going to make you want to spend some time just practicing being present afterwards. I know I did. I'm super excited to have you. This is going to be a great conversation. Um, I just kind of want to start by how about you saying hello to everyone, let everyone know who you are. When you first popped into our inbox was um, you mentioning how you are a leadership coach for struggling overachievers and being an Enneagram 3 and seeing a to-do list that is longer than my arm. So I'm just excited, but let's just pause there and have you tell us a little bit more about you and your business. Well, thank you so much, Abby. I am thrilled to be here. Um, This podcast is one of my go-tos every time I get in the car. So it's really, (laughs) yeah, it's so special um, to be here with you. And Yeah, so I'm Lisa Sanchez. I am a leadership coach for recovering overachievers. I work with a lot of um, creative leaders, so like heads of design at startups, a lot of people who are underrepresented, who feel different in some way from their colleagues, or um, they, they kind of stand out in their environment, whether they want to or not and are trying to figure out like, how do I thrive in that environment? Or, you know, are there any changes I want to make? What might I want to do next? And how can I be like fully expressed and authentic and connected to my intuition? And so I'm also very into the Enneagram. I am a four with a three wing. So I kind of get the threeness. Mm-hmm. 
I thought I was a four for a little bit. I actually worked with the coach for a little bit um, to kind of uncover that. And I definitely thought I was a four because I'm very much into the feels and the emotions and kind of using that to guide me and lead me. But he figured out pretty quickly that I'm more of a three <laughs> mm-hmm. and I probably have a strong four wing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. I found Enneagram to be so helpful for just like describing particular things that tend to be consistent about me. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, maybe I'll, I'll just share a bit about how all of this started, all the yeah. coaching and everything. Please. Yeah. That would be awesome. So, um, right now I, I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I have like a pretty peaceful life with my family, with my toddler and dog and live in the country. And like, this is a far cry from the beginning and the, the uh, first um, 10 years of my career, I would say. So before I lived in San Francisco, I also lived in Berlin, um, Boston, Atlanta. And I was working at startups. I was working in technology. I was on like this fast track of achievement and overachievement. Um, Not for no reason. I mean, I grew up uh, struggling. I had to find my own way. I needed to make a living. And I was good at this stuff. It was working for me. Um, and so it seemed like I kept sort of outwardly succeeding, uh, moving up in a company, being rewarded, um, getting to do exciting or glamorous projects. And that was fulfilling the achiever in me. And But on the inside, I was kind of a mess, like really struggling a lot of the time, super stressed out and anxious. And I got to this point where like my health wasn't great. I was like, this isn't sustainable. And I also realized I wanted to become a parent. And I thought like, I don't think I can add that major thing to my, to this life I have. And so along the way, I had been introduced to coaching I, when I first became a manager, I got to work with a coach who was so compassionate and yet also so direct. She was like a believing mirror for me, like reflecting back what I needed to see about my strengths and my blind spots and just helping me to get more aligned with what was really right for me. Um, So the work I did with her was something that was like a time release pill. I just kept benefiting from it throughout those years of working at different startups. And then eventually I realized, oh, my favorite thing about my job is one-on-ones with people I manage or people I'm collaborating with. Uh, Let me see about uh, what Jane did. Jane was my coach. Um, So I ended up doing the coach training that she did. I fell in love with it. And I decided to make sort of a gentle, gradual transition into it. I freelanced in what I was doing before 
for a while while building up my practice. And at the same time, I, I moved from the Bay Area to Santa Fe, all just kind of trying to like align more and more with a lifestyle that was in harmony with my constitution and work that's fulfilling and meaningful to me. That's awesome. I think I can resonate personally a lot with that journey too, because I think a lot of times people can look at you and say like, you are crushing it. Like you are everything you need to be doing and you're climbing the ladder, whatever it is, um, meeting your goals, but you can just feel something is like off or you feel like it's not filling you up. It's actually draining you. And from the outside, it can look so great, but from the inside, you're kind of kind of feeling that way. So I, that kind of leads me into what we're going to talk a lot about today. And that's kind of just your overall like intuition and how to kind of lean more into that. And I, I just want to hear from you. How do you think about like leaning into your intuition or what your intuition means when it comes to like business and marketing in your own like life, because we think about it a lot from a personal standpoint and like intuition to like stay safe or like things with loved ones or whatever. But I don't think we often think about what our intuition means from a business context. Yes. I'm, I'm so glad you asked this. It's something I'm so passionate about. Um, so in a business or marketing context, um, there are lots of sources of information, sources of data that we can gather and lean on when we're trying to make a decision. So let's say you're you're trying to make a decision about like, what's going to be, uh, what new offering am I going to create in my business for 2024? Well, you could look at some spreadsheets. You could look at data about um, what has been working. You could look at what has um, what's your, what are your highest revenue streams? Um, you could do some research on, uh, competitors, for example, that would be like another source of, of data. You could speak with advisors and draw on the data, the wisdom of their experience. These are all things that, um, come to mind easily, I think when we're making business decisions, but how often do we re remember to also check in with our intuition? I think of intuition as simply another source of data, a source of information that happens to live inside of us. And it's actually always available to you. It's free. It doesn't cost anything to access it. And so if you're about to make an important decision, like wouldn't you want to have all the data that you could, especially if it's easily available? And I think in response to that question, I definitely encounter clients and friends who get nervous about um, accessing their intuition. It's like, first of all, I don't know how. Second of all, what if my intuition tells me something crazy? What if my intuition tells me I have to quit my job or I have to spend my life savings on a yoga retreat, you know? Um, and mm -hmm. so uh, I, I totally get that. It can be really scary when it's like unknown. 
you're not if you're not really normally connecting with your with your intuition it can feel like a sort of a wild card like I don't know I don't want to go there Mm -hmm. um so anyways I I just I feel like uh it's important to remember that once you receive information from your intuition you don't have to follow it same as with an advisor and an advisor, a mentor could tell you something like, hey, you should really do this. You can listen. You can weigh it among your other options. It can just inform your decision-making process. So you can also say to your intuition, like, thanks for the idea, but like, I don't know what to do with that right now, or it's not going to happen. That's interesting. I uh... I wouldn't have even, sometimes I feel like when you tap into that, I feel like when you tap into it, all my intuition trumps everything else. Like that is sometimes I think the approach that a lot of people think is if my intuition says this, and if I'm feeling this in my gut, then it must be what I have to do. And how like, like approach that, how, how do you know if it's something that you can say, thanks, but no thanks, I'm going to try something else. Mm, okay. So uh, one element to bring into play is timing. So for example, for me, there was there were points years before I moved to Santa Fe that I had the intuition that I'm going to, I'm going to move there eventually. And that it's going to be a good place for me. It would be like, I, I'd come across an artist that I loved and find out they were based there or an author or just a, um, a piece of furniture or something. And it was from there. And I'd be like, oh, Santa Fe again. It keeps <laughs> popping up like I'm supposed to be there. But I didn't act on it. And um that was okay. Like, I think it's okay to have a knowing like, yep, I know that's here. I'm not like rejecting it. I'm just also waiting for more, more information from my intuition or other circumstances to align so that it's also clear to me. Yes, this is what I'm doing. And now is the time. So Eventually, circumstances conspired to where I felt like a a pressure cooker, like, oh my gosh, it's just so obvious. It's time for me to go to somewhere else. I got it. I got to do it now, you know? Um, So I think it's okay to be like, thank you, intuition. And um, I welcome more information (laughs) about when (laughs) and how. (laughs) right uh so let's back up and talk a little bit about how like say for instance this is something you are just not used to tapping into or you just shut it out because it does kind of Mm -hmm. scare you um how would we start tapping into our intuition and start listening more Mm -hmm. well there are lots of different ways to begin And so I do encourage people to kind of explore and experiment with what works for them. Um, A first step is to find something that helps you to get really present 
And that could be for some people, it's meditation. For others, it's being in nature. For others, it's movement. Uh, for others, it's like some sort of creative practice or um, a craft, doing something with your hands, but something that you are able to do. It's not like hard, some sort of activity where it gets you out of your head. You're more kind of in your body. You're just kind of like aware of your senses, like, ah, yep. I'm just smelling the trees right now. And it feels <laughs> good to take a walk. I'm not just like ruminating. So whatever works to get you into that state is a great starting point. Also taking away screens. I mean, I don't know a lot of people who feel present and connect with their intuition while poking at their phones. <laughs> that is very true. Yes, I I agree. I think we are glued to our phone in every downtime possible rather than just sitting with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So just that, just the act of getting present can take you a long way um, towards connecting with your intuition. And then the next thing can just be simply um, calling to mind whatever question you are grappling with, whatever it is you want to converse with your intuition about. And I, it can actually be, you can start small. So um, let's say we're just going to ask our intuition, what should I have for lunch? You know, and you can just like get really present, just bring some awareness to your breath. I mean, we could do it right now. Like, okay, I'm breathing. My breath, like that, that was probably a really loud breath into the microphone. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was pleasant. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, so I will often just like bring attention to my breath. Don't need to change anything about it. We don't have to do a whole breathing exercise. It's just noticing you're alive and you're breathing. And then I'll bring my attention to either my feet, if I'm standing, or or to like my tush, if I'm sitting, and just kind of like feel your weight um, sinking into your seat or the floor and just like feel yourself supported. And the reason I use that tool is because now my attention's on my feet. It's not in my head and all my worries and my overthinking. So like, okay, ha, I landed in my body. And um, so intuition, like, what do we want for lunch? Uh, I'm curious, Abby, for you, like, what happens when you do that? So for me, one that has been such a hard thing for me is I am a doer. So I feel the need to constantly do more in every bit of downtime I have. I feel the need to fill it with a to-do. So for me, like I've always been someone who is like, meditation isn't for me. Can't do it. Not for me. And it was something where I noticed the last year, like the end of last year, it was like, I was a stress basket case. 
And I was like, what is going on? I need a new routine. I need something like something in my life needs to change. And that's when I started, like, I just did a Peloton and they have like the intro to meditation and then like little mini morning meditations. And it was something where I was like, I'm just going to start incorporating it into my morning routine, trying it out. And so it was definitely challenging for me to stop thinking. Like, I don't know how that, because I'm just constantly, my to-do list is just running through my brain and I don't know how to shut it off. And so the more I did it, the more I realized that it was incredibly helpful. And they walk you through, like throughout the meditations, like feeling yourself on the ground, like all of those kind of things that really get you to get out of your head and stop thinking. And that was something where that really helped me like understand what I was loving and not loving within our business. And Court and I had conversations because we were like, something isn't working. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but something just isn't working. And I ended up kind of figuring that out. But it was definitely something where I was so busy. I felt I couldn't walk away when in reality, that's what I needed to do. I had to walk away because I was so busy doing that I didn't take the break to like listen to what the heck went on inside to kind of figure out like how things were going to shift. Otherwise, you just keep you keep spiraling down this road of doing things that you don't like until you get to a point where you want to burn your business to the ground, which isn't why we did this, right? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. And so many of the clients I'm working with, they are so busy. Um, you know, they're they're on, on a path to burnout and they feel like I cannot afford to take a break. I can't afford to take, you know, mm -hmm. 10 minutes in the morning to meditate or something. Like I need to bolt out of bed and just jump on all these things that need me. And in fact, you can't afford not to. Like because that is that those pauses, wherever you can find that quiet. And I think there's such a misconception that meditation has to be like, I sit down and I don't move. And, you know, it's like very boring mm -hmm. in a way. But like, I'm always think, like, I have to itch my toe, but I can't, I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you can get in a mindful or meditative state while moving, while being outside, or while doing something with your hands, not on your phone. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, yeah, you, you can't afford not to take those, those moments of quiet with yourself and your intuition. And some, for some people, it helps to connect it with a part of the body. Like, for some people, it's like, when their intuition is trying to tell them something, they feel it in their chest or they feel it in their gut or they feel like tingly in their arms or something. There, there is some science um, behind that, behind the like um, the heart and mind connection and the gut and mind connection. Um, but uh, yeah, so it may be that you find that spot in your body and that activity is like, okay, well, I always get more present when I'm in the shower and, and I feel my intuition in my gut. So when I take a shower, I'm just going to put my hand on my gut and just be like, hello, hello there. Do you have anything to tell me today? 
I'm listening. Yeah. I think that's something I've noticed too. I'm, I definitely on my busy days or my busy weeks where I don't take the time to just be present. Um, those are the times where I crave it. Like I can feel my body like craving me to take a break. Like I envision the perfect morning routine or the perfect afternoon walk or just like something that isn't work related. And I can tell that like the more I do it, the more I know I need it as it's something that I'm like, I can't wait until I can do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think there's an important connection to creativity here. So like, you know, if you're, if you just want your business to be in maintenance mode or just kind of like following your peers or competitors, then sure, you can rely only on some data and research and comparison and chatting with, with others. But if you are longing to innovate, or if you're creating your own path and you want a business and a life that works just right for you, it's not borrowed from someone else. Like that's what's gonna require your intuition to help to challenge you, to mm -hmm. show you where you could be taking risks, where are those opportunities that you miss when you're too deep in the weeds all the time? The imposter syndrome is so real when you're just watching what everyone else is doing. And I think a lot of times we lean in on that of like, oh, or I've made it when I can do that. Like, like when I'm doing what this person is doing, I've made it, which like laugh all the time about how there's things we've said, like when we start our podcast, like we've made it when we're hitting this monthly revenue, we've made it. When we get to go on Jenna Kutcher's podcast, we've made it. Like we giggle at all the stuff because we're like, it's just one thing that happens, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you've quote unquote made it, right? It's just really it's just something where I think if we don't take those breaks to really say like, okay, what where are we going? Or let's let's not follow someone else. Let's not see someone else's like barriers of success or like what their levels of success are and start to just like make our own because you don't do the same thing that everyone else is doing. And if you really listen and start thinking internally about like what you want to do, you can create a brand new thing. Like courses didn't used to be a thing masterminds didn't used to be a thing. There will be another thing like that. But unless you pause and stop doing what else is doing and just start thinking about like, what can I do that feels right to me or is different or where can I grow my business rather than just fitting into the mold of what everything else is happening out there? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it seems like this connects with a shift in perspective that I also work on with my clients a lot. And it's from uh, a shift from a focus on the destination to more of like enjoying the journey. Like, mm -hmm. And so when we get clear about what are our values, what are the things that, the characteristics that we want to be known for, remembered for, that we admire, like, truly admire in other people, then we can, um, that can be the North star. It's not like, oh, I, I finally did this thing. It's like, am I living according to my values? 
every single day? Am I making decisions according to those values? Um, then using these pauses, these breaks, can, it can be about um, connecting with your intuition as a way to figure out what's next, but it can also be a way to reflect. Just let me check in with my intuition. Am I showing up according to my values? You know, if everything shut down tomorrow, which like we've all experienced now with the pandemic. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> if like whatever I'm doing becomes meaningless tomorrow, at least temporarily, do I feel proud of how I've been going about it? Even yeah. if I didn't make it to the destination I had in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think those are, and those are questions we all you know, we think about like one time a year, right? January, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to think about that rather than connecting with it. Because if not, maybe it's like something big needs to change in your business because maybe your your values and your brand is written well in what you want to be, but you're not, something is wrong that you're not executing against it. Or maybe it's that your values need to change. Like maybe something shifted life, which Court and I for our business, like we have gone through so many variations of our life from me being a new mom to then Courtney also going through that journey of motherhood to now she's back from maternity leave next week. And she has this whole new like mix of mom and work. And we've, and then I'm going into the phase of like, my boys are about to start school. So it's like all of these journeys, it's like every, every core it feels like our life changes something changes and I think our business it's unrealistic and it took me a while to figure this out but it's unrealistic to think that our business is going to have this consistent growth and I think I struggled really hard with that when half of your business partner's life changes like the business has to change too and so I, there were certain things last year where I was like gung-ho like I'm gonna just like go hard on certain things. And like, I felt like I was in this like achieving space. And now that I, that was something where I had to take a moment and I had to like, realize that it was okay not to have this like overachieving moment while Courtney's on maternity leave. Like, I don't need to do that. <laughs> and so I think it's, it was a, a moment I had to like stop and listen because I think as entrepreneurs, we're always in this go, 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 go phase that we forget to pause and like, it's okay to have pauses and it's okay to have growth. That's like a roller coaster. Like all of that is good and help you grow your business. Like again, like figuring out what that future vision is and shooting for that, even in, even throughout the journey, like rather than thinking it's a straight line because it's just not. And I think that's something where we're still working at it like every day and all the time, but we need to have those connections more than just January. We can't just sit down and have that January beginning, new fresh year kind of thing. I I really admire how thoughtful and how open you two have been about um, sharing your process of like essentially connecting with your intuition and sometimes making hard decisions that might not make sense to other people. Like mm -hmm. that, that is a really common thing that happens when let's say, you know, the, uh, common wisdom or the data is telling you one thing, like, who 
oh, you're growing. Well, you should hire. You should expand. Ride that wave of growth. And your intuition is telling you, this isn't working for me. I know. And you decide to like pull back and um, actually constrain some of that growth and certain things prune or cull. Like that moment can be so hard for other people. So like when I left my wonderful job and was like going out on my own to become a coach and moving to the middle of nowhere, (laughs) a lot of wonderful people in my life were just like, are you okay? Like, (laughs) are you going to be okay out there? I'm worried about you. And then, but if you, if you can stick it out and have some trust in your own resilience, like, yeah, I am going to be okay. I'll figure it out. Even if it gets weird, like (laughs) then often there's a point later where, where you found a new equilibrium and now other people are coming to you. Like, how did you do that? Cause like, I, sometimes I think of doing things like that. You know, they see you as brave when in fact you were just kind of like trying to do right by yourself. That is so true. Yes. I, I hear that all the time from people who also think like as even in the earlier days, like there is always someone who is aspiring to do what you're doing. Like it doesn't matter how far along you are or how far behind you feel you are, but there is someone else that is looking no matter what. And I think we we forget that too, that you can, like by taking those leaps and trusting your intuition, you can kind of be a leader in, in so many different ways too. Mm-hmm. I also love, I love the, even if it gets weird, I'm going to say in that more often, <laughs> it gets weird <laughs> a lot over here, so... <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we're okay. We can handle yeah, right. weird. We like oh, weird. Yeah. We're, weird is good. I like it. <laughs> uh, do you have any final thoughts that you'd love to leave everyone with other than like, go find your right now? <laughs> well, I guess a, a last uh, tip I'll offer is that um, experimentation is a really great pairing with intuition. I draw on concept of experimentation that comes from design thinking really so let's say you got this big thing like oh my gosh I think I'm gonna start my own business well you can um, break it down into little experiments you don't have to take one massive intuitive leap all at once you can say okay what am I gonna do over the next two weeks to test the idea and move it forward a little So that's how I try to um, bring in some structure and also like a little more gentleness um, as I and the people I work with are working with their intuition. I love that. Yeah. And then you don't build something to realize that was wrong and you hate. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Experiment, um, uh, reflect and iterate. Love it. How about you tell everyone where they can go to watch you and stay connected with you and all of your amazing tips? Well, I would love to see all of you um, at my website, the cocoon 
www.jessicaspeaks.co. And you can also find me on Substack where I write and podcast. That's lisasanchez.substack.com. If you like this episode, please awesome. be sure to well, share thank you it with so a much for being here. So you don't thank you too. It was so wonderful to talk to you. Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.